0: Jewish audio on kabat.org Good morning. We are on page uh, tough samahalef. This is our second uh, second session on this particular mimer. We have been talking um, about the idea of uh, of an avida of a gilui of beurer uh, milamila lamata and milamato lamila Milamayla Lamata we spent some time on. This is a situation in which uh, great neshamas, by virtue of their tefillah, or through their tefillah, and through their limud, ha are able to bring down on the world a purifying light, uh, are able to uh, sanctify, rectify, and bring light into the world effortlessly, because the very source of these neshamas is extremely lofty, and they're simply drawing... Uh, on, the, on their own source. Um, and they're able to bring through Tarda and through uh, through um, their Avaita, their Tefillah, their uh, a, a light which comes effortlessly without, it's not, wouldn't, wouldn't, one wouldn't even call it an Avaita. It's B'derech Mamela, it's automatic, that's the way Tzadikim operate. Uh, and therefore the light simply f- comes normally and uh, B'derech Mamela and floods uh, they're they're daladamas and, and simply encompasses everything that they are associated with, and of course, results in a fabulous refinement of, of their, their portion in the world. Uh, that's Milamai Lamata. That's not really a beer. The point is not beer. the point is to be Mam or. That's That's the whole point. Birur means to refine. Well, it, things do end up being refined, there's so no question. But the essence is not refinement. It's not that they have been corrected in some way or rectified in some way, such that they are now uh, vessels to capture, to bring down, to draw down Kedusha. Not that they themselves have become holy or they themselves have uh, become... Uh, Corrected, uh, rectified, and sanctified. Rather, it's simply a product, a natural product of the fact that they are inundated with a light uh, which is of a transcendent nature and simply makes everything that it uh, interacts with uh, glow with kedusha. That's not birur. The main kavanah in birur is bottom up. Bottom up means that uh, it's the object itself which is being mavirah. It is the problem which is the solution. Here, you know, the solution comes from without. In the case of beer, the solution comes from within. The problem itself becomes the solution through the process of beer, and that's what we're going to spend uh, much of our time on today. So uh, we are about six lines down. The first word on the line is Harizah avarivigiyah. Uh, unlike the beer milamai lilamata, the hamshacha, the gilui milamai lilamata, the beer milamata lamaylam uh, is effort intensive. It requires a tremendous exertion because something is fundamentally changing. Milamaylamata, nothing is fundamentally changing. It's something's automatically changing because it comes into contact with the light, which uh, is illuminating. This is not the case of uh, of. Uh, the of birur Milamata Lamayla. M'ashen kein Abirur Milamayla Lamata, the Bira that's Milamayla Lamata, that comes down from uh, from above, ain't b'za Avada uh, Klaal. It's not even an Avada. It's um, automatic. It's the nature of a tzaddik. The tzaddik. again, we think of uh, um, L'kutei l'kute Amarem, the Tanya, uh, tzaddikim, they're avayda in a sense. Certainly their avayda of birurim is over. They have won. They are winners. They are holy individuals. And therefore they are in contact with holiness and they're able to draw down holiness as part and parcel of their reality. That's the reality of a tzaddik. And therefore it's effortless. It's not really called an avayda. Avayda always implies exertion, effort, and some fundamental change. Do I say moreover? De bezev, eino nishlam adayin amitizah Uh, for the same reason, for the exact same reason, they do not fulfill the Avoida or the hamshacha, milamayla, lamata, does not fulfill the true kavana. That it's not what is ultimately desired and wanted. What is ultimately desired and wanted is from down up to take an imperfect world, to take imperfect mitsiyas, uh, and to bring it to a state of perfection such that it draws light. The <laughs> The beer that we spoke of, which is top-down, which is whatever it's drawn down upon, whatever this light is drawn down upon, um, and that uh, entity, that um, whatever it is, becomes misbar as a result of this light from above. Um, it is not a birur b'koyach atzma. It has nothing to do with the effort and the exertion of the object itself, the object of the birur. The object of the birur is passive in this type of a birur, and it simply responds to a, a light which is brought milamayla. Ay yidei um, or uh, milamayla. It simply requires no effort. The, the light is a free gift. It comes milamayla, And uh, it automatically results in a sanctification, a clarification of the object which it is in contact with. However, (coughs) however, the avayda, the biur, which is a product of avayda, of service and exertion, the inyan, the thing, the object that is to be misbarred, to be refined, to be elevated, to be corrected, sanctified, um, it becomes sanctified through its own efforts. It makes itself worthy of sanctity. In the milamai lilamatibs, it does not make itself well, worthy of sanctity. The sanctity uh, makes it a worthy object by virtue of that light which is beyond itself. Totally different type of avaida. And that's the key, that's the eek, the essence of the avoided birurim is lamata lamayla, bottom-up. Let's consider for a moment that which is to be refined, the target of the refinement, the point of the refinement, the object of the refinement. Um, interesting statement, confusing. Um, uh, quite confusing. We'll do the best we can. inyan the explanation. Hadavar hamizbar the thing which is being refined, the object of refinement. namely the shame ban, the shame of hashem, which is to be refined. Very problematic. Um, we would—it's hard to imagine that shame ban requires beer. shame ban is one of the names of Hashem, so one of the miluim. Of Hashem's name, of yud kevav it's a holy name. Now, mind you, it's a holy name which is uh, capable of being immersed, capable of being invested within creation, within these, the, the, within being, within the whole uh, seder of being. It does become maluvish, and therefore it actually inter- engages in being. It engages; it interacts with being, but it itself does not is not require birur. it itself is a holy name. It's the name of Hashem. So what is meant here? Well, the first thing we're bringing up is we consider a, uh, an object which requires refinement, which requires elevation. Uh, and the first thing that's mentioned in terms of the requirement for elevation is shein ban, which, uh, yes, it is uh, maluvish. It is enclosed, um, perhaps even a way of gold. It's depending upon the nature of what it's clothed within. It's enclosed within an a object which is, uh, which is not Kaddush um, uh But it itself does not lose its Kaddush, it itself, itself remains holy. In fact, it, the point is that it remains holy because it is a key feature in the avoid of Birurim. It is the dimension of holiness which uh, engages with the object itself, to convince the object, to put the object in a mindset, so to speak, in a, in a position to desire and, and want to be holy. And therefore, the holiness ultimately comes from the object itself, but through the influence of this Sheinban, or, or however you want to look at it. Um, it were it not for that influence, the object would simply remain detached and there'd be only one influence in the life of that being, and that influence would be Klipp of Sitra Here, this is a dimension of holiness within the Klipp of Sitrachah. We'll see this in some detail a little bit later on when we talk about the Nefshel Kis, Nefshel So the question is, why is that called Birur? Uh, why is it called a Dover Misbar, something which is to be refined or elevated? V'nikram Mizbair, Alshem Sheyorid V'Nislapshys B'mokam uh, HaMizbair. Why? <clears throat> because now it becomes part and parcel with the object which is ultimately to be refined, the object of birur. It's in there, it's stuck in there. Well, stuck is probably the wrong word, but it, it is maluvish, it is engaged, it is part and parcel of that reality. <clears throat> yes, it's holy, yes, it maintains its kedusha. Yes, it does not change, um, but nonetheless, it is in a position uh, which is untenable. Ultimately, that shame, ban, or whatever the holiness is that's in that object, has to be effective in convincing that object to turn itself around, to refine itself, to elevate itself, Um, and then the shame, ban, has done its job, has been effective in doing what it was supposed to be doing, namely imparting incentive and impetus to the object to refine itself, and therefore the shame, ban, is released, in a sense, from that situation. That's why uh, it's, it's referred to as part of the Dover HaMizbar, Also, the Nitz is a point we're very familiar with. The world is largely a matter of clip, largely clip is nice as well. And what is it? What is a clip? It's a very simple simple concept. In concept, it's simple. Um, A clip is a rind, and it conceals and it prisons that which is inside of itself. So here, holiness. Becomes detached. is the idea of shiras akhel, meaning of shvira. Becomes detached, and sparks of holiness scatter throughout the process of creation, um, and they require elevation. They require. They are. They become lost and, and um, enclosed within all of the various aspects of creation. But since they're only sparks, they're only shards. They're only sparks of divinity. There's no continuum. They are, they're entrapped, like the nut is entrapped within the shell of the nut. So what you see, what you think you're seeing is the shell of a nut, the mushal. Kids on Pesach, I remember my kids were small, they had these nut games, I, they drove me nuts. They had various types of nuts, and they had these various sorts of games. And at a certain age, if you were to ask a kid what is a nut good for what is it what's its what's its we know what it's matseus is what's its mohus? what what is it all about what is a nut all about well sure it's about nuts and gruts or whatever the name of the game was it's it's uh, they roll nuts roll that's the whole point of the nut that it rolls and therefore there are three or four games that you can uh, put together based on the fact that nuts Role, and that's what a nut is. I'm sure in their little immature minds at that early, early stage of development, that's primarily what they saw as the value of a nut. Um, no one is interested in eating a pecan or a walnut or anything of that sort unless mommy or Tati actually breaks it open for them and removes the nut and makes it accessible for immediate consumption. That's the nut. So, what it, so the, the truth of the shell, <clears throat> the truth of the matter <clears throat> is that the eaker... Of that being, of that creation, is the meat of the nut itself. That's why it was created. The purpose of it is because is for the the edible nature, the ed- edible part of the nut. The shell is protection. The shell is toughle, and the nut is eager In the case of this world, because it is a product of shira sakalim, product of oelam we have the same view of it that our children have of nuts. What we see is what the, what's, that's there's the reality, I see it, the physicality. Um, the food is primarily good because it tastes good. Uh, everything has its value in terms of what its superficial uh, appearance seems to be. Um, and therefore, our approach to the world, but I mean, this is, a, this is our challenge here. Is to see the truth beneath. To see and to reveal. The more important than seeing is to reveal the truth beneath. To reveal the devar havai, the word of Hashem, which purposefully and meaningfully brought that appearance into existence. Yeshma Ayan, um, for the point of 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 refinement, of beer, of revealing the truth. And revealing the truth then reveals the spark within, it releases the spark in the sense that the spark is no longer hidden, the divar Havai is no longer hidden, and the object is now being used for the reason for which the highest level of Ratan has created it. That is the idea of of Biru. And it's the Nitzutz in everything. Uh, in the, our whole Avaita really is in the realm of Klippis Our Avaita in the realm of Scholes, Clippus, Timaeus, is an avoid of lois We don't go near them. We steer clear of those things. And by so doing, we actually are mavar at a very high level. But the objects with which we engage on a daily basis conceal something. They trap something. The spark is within gold. The object can be abused. Money money is, can, can be the most horrible thing in the world. It can be used for the worst kind of dishonesty, falsehood. Uh, Oppression. On the other hand, money is fabulous because you can build yeshivas, you can you can feed people, you can provide homes for people, you can provide clothing. So the question is, what's going to happen if the money is used to gamble? Well, then what has happened is that spark is now lost in this in the shell, and it's the shell which is is dominant. The beamer is when one looks at the money and thinks how long and hard and realizes uh, what his creator demands of him, why his creator created such a thing as money, why his creator created such a thing as himself, <clears throat> and is able to see the kedusha, which is enclosed, hidden um, within the money, and he uses the money for tzedakah, for feeding his family, for paying tuition, whatever. So it's a very obvious point. But nonetheless, that's the point of beer. The beer is done with the money itself. What, it depends on what you do with the money. There's no or mila that's going to come down and suddenly turn the money into kedusha. You've got to turn it into kedusha by using it out, by working with it, working with yourself, and making uh, use in a way such that the intent which is encapsulated, uh, the spark which is encapsulated, becomes revealed. All of this, uh, the nitzutz, the name of Hashem, the Shemban, which is uh, a partner in the his, in, in the, the, uh, Biru, the whole object of interest is called the Davra HaMizbar, the thing which must be refined, or the thing which is to be refined. HaRiHu HaRiHu HaRiHuShaMesayr LeHizbar What's So what does the process of, of Biru do? It, um, it stimulates, it does not rescue. It's not like an Orm Lamila, which rescues objects by, through a light and a power which is not their own. But it, it, it rescues by the object itself changing its perspective. Uh, you're talking in human terms about th- could be things as well. But it has a, uh, it's in an, it's an ambiguous place. Uh, it has an appearance. It has a um, a substance. It has. We have a hairgish. Uh, it also has a purpose. It has a tachlis. It's designed by the Almighty, the, by the Creator, to be, reveal the ultimate desire of Hashem Yisbur to have a dirab of So the beer, the ultimate beer, is where the object itself changes. It changes itself. It works on itself. It, it itself becomes. Uh, stimulated, it, 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 it itself becomes uh, um, excited, so to speak, and it pulls itself out of the mud of illusion and the mud of false perception. It's down up. The, the exertion is in the thing itself, which is that's the point. The whole vaydibiru comes from the Bar In the case of Lamata, whatever comes, comes biderach. Mil uh, Lamatid comes from a, the the, the, um, the active role is played by not the object itself the object itself plays a passive role it simply receives it 's a recipient Hari hanitsut hamizbar. this is the spark which is nizbar, which which wakes itself up which which itself becomes um, enthusiastic about elikus ask my Miss and it becomes. Uh, stimulated to ascend in terms of its purpose and its intent. We're going to see this in some detail. The obvious example of this, of course, is Nefesh Elkis Nefesh Obamas, which we'll talk about shortly. Uh, to understand this, for we understand this, uh, as we said, through understanding the relationship of Nefesh Elochis and Nefesh Hobbamas. She Uredis Hanushhoma Benefesh Obamas, he a holy neshama comes into a nefshabamas and a guf in this world. So the question is, what's the point of, of that? The holy neshama taka, is Kadusha. It is uh, unobscured uh, holiness and it finds itself stuck in a circumstance um, in which which is a circumstance of concealment, a circumstance of confusion, a circumstance in which whatever holiness is associated with what it is enclosed within, namely the body, nefesh the holiness is scattered. It's, it's, there's sparks which are concealed and hidden. So the Nefshe Elikis is here on a mission. The Rebbe says, The Neshama itself, the nefesh Elikis, requires no teken. It's perfect. It's holy. It's, it's, it is exactly what it's supposed to be. And therefore, it's here for the service, really, of the Nefshev uh, So, it's not just here. It's not something that's just a gilu of kus, which has become trapped in uh, some grotesque or gross, coarse, animalistic person, the nefshabamis of some gross, animalistic person. That's not the point. It's not a, it's not a situation of entrapment. It's on a mission. It has a mission, and that mission requires it to ascend, to descend into very, very difficult circumstances. Because of those difficult circumstances, the Rebbe previously used the lashon bar for Shemban, which, of course, would relate to the divinity of of the neshama, the neshama the neshama of uh, of individuals involved in the Yavite of birurim. Um, that the the point is that they are here. That those neshamas, that those that kedusha is here, the Nefshela Kiss is here, for a very specific definitive purpose. And that specific definitive purpose is for the Ava of Birum. It is a participant in the Avaita of How so she bichinis his it the becomes Maluvish in nefshabamis, which is to say that it becomes united with it in a very uh, a very intimate way it is here to redeem it is a redeemer it is an element which redeems what is it here to redeem it is here to redeem the nefshobamas, which is uh, chaos in which there are sparks of holies, no no question about it, but they are scattered they are chaotic they are um, not only not united, but they are not perce- they they're not perceivable in the nefshabamis as Kedush itself. The nefshel Kis comes down here um, to uh, to tracht and to be in this bind, to, to use the brain of that person to think uh, in terms of elukus. The inyoni elushigama hanefshabamz yoyichul but to think of those holy things, those nefshe'elikis types of things, sorts of things that Kiss would contemplate, to contemplate them, to think in them, but in ways that would be attractive. First of all, understandable, the nefshe'elikis. Number two, that would be attractive. Of course, if it's understandable, it will be attractive. It's an educator. The Kiss comes down here to educate this course Horse, basically, no horse, is not a kosher animal. This, this is an ox. Okay, that's that's what it's here for. Now, Us b'koyah hashor, that ox has tremendous value, but the, the value is uh, scattered. It's chaotic. It is not revealed in any systematic way, and its tachlis is is something of which. The ox is absolutely not aware. The point of the Nefeshulikis is to come here to have to bring to the ox an understanding, a feeling, to the point of a harish where it realizes what its life is all about, what it's got within itself, and to become that, to elevate, to sanctify, to bring the Nitzitzis out from hiding and to make them the reality of its life. <speaking in Hebrew> For example, what would the Nefesh HaLikis uh, think about that would be Shaykh for the Nefesh to understand? Um, the Or V'chai Yetzel V'kiyam is the light of divinity which is enclosed in worlds. That is a subject which is understandable but it's in the range, it's Shaykh at least to the Nefesh having some inkling of it, some understanding of it. Um, Every single thing has a koyach eloki, a divine uh, dimension, a divine spark, which is responsible for bringing it into existence and giving it life. A stone, again, Shari'ach uh, and Vemunah, the Arizal points out that a stone is a nephesh. The stone is not a Dovribifne Atzim. If you want the ultimate Dovribifne Atzim, oh, that's a stone. It doesn't even move. It doesn't grow. doesn't talk. doesn't move. It doesn't communicate. It's not megala anything. Um, it's, it just is. It just is. It looks so absolutely lifeless and so absolutely static. Uh, the stone has a nefesh. There's a, a Devar Havai. There's a spark of Kedusha which brings that stone into being on a constant basis. The stone doesn't exist the stone is in a constant state of becoming, of being stone by virtue of this nitzutz, of the holiness of the spark, however you want to put it, uh, which it causes it to emerge as a stone. And this can be understood by, can be understood by anybody. Uh, after all, Shari Yerimu Tanya was not written for, uh, for, for, for great geniuses and sadikim, it was written for everybody. Who's everybody? Everybody, for the most part, we're we're emin below, let's say mostly below, uh, and therefore, with these guys who uh, who are nefesh that's our personality, that's who we are. And the Tanya is talking to us. The holiness, the kedusha of holiness, is maluvish. It's it's coming to a level, coming to a language with parables, with mashalim that are suitable for the ordinary uh, natural intelligence of, uh, of of flesh and blood to be able to comprehend. And one of these topics that is comprehensible. To the ordinary mind, to the mind of, of the the Tevi, the natural, normal brain, is the hislopshus of kedusha in uh, in the world, in every object of the world, bringing it forth into existence constantly. The, at least the idea is one which uh, is, is not beyond contemplation or comprehension. Umisariachaza, and this is the, how. Do, so how do we teach that? How are, how do we get that idea across? Very simple. Umisariachaza lo from myself from my flesh literally i will see uh, divinity so uh the key high governor be in yonam shehem but erach nafshabam that um similarly there in yonim, these are in yonam the hislop she said the hislops of, of kadusha in in an object the idea of the holiness finding itself enclosed within, animating, giving life to something which appears to be ordinary and normative, and something in and of itself. Um, these are inyonim, which are very uh, there are counterparts to the, the nefshabamas, which the nefshabamis can understand because it, it it operates on the same level. It's got its own inyonim. Which are hislapshus? The idea of, of chayzeluki. All of these things are comprehensible because they are in yonim, which are be'erach hanefshabamis. These are in yonim, which uh, you know. All that not only applies to a stone; it applies to nefshabamas as well. And therefore, the nefshabamas is in a position to look at it with a good, uh, with a um, in a proper perspective because it itself derives from the same process. But zorach liyegi However, so. So how did that... All right, we know what, we, what, what the Nefesh kis has to do is to bring the Nefesh bamas to a state of awareness, which it doesn't have at the moment, which it ordinarily does not have. Uh, it has potential, but the potential is very much buried and very much hidden. Um, how is that going to happen? How is the Nefesh kis going to uh, illuminate... or not illuminate, but um, bring the Nefesh Elikis to a state of awareness, let's say? How, is, how does that How does that work? Um, it has to struggle. Who's struggling here? That Nef That is not struggling. The Nef kiss is struggling. What's it struggling to do? It's struggling to bring in such as these even within the range of the grasp of the That's a That is work. The Nef nef-shil, kiss is exerting itself. To train, to teach, to convince—if you like—that's um, interesting. Lushan—it uses lushan lushan yigia. It's like uh, attempting to uh, teach a class, a complicated subject. Uh, it's a very difficult subject. The class is not uh, a mature class, uh, and and therefore the farther away that the, the, the however they're intelligent kids. They are sharp kids. They've got good minds. They have to be taught. So how do, you teach? How, how do we take an inion which they do not have yet, and bring it into the, into their minds to make it their inion? Well, you've got to find ways of speaking. You've got to find Misholin. You've got to go through Tzintzumim. You've got to find examples. Uh, teaching is a very difficult. It's, it's much easier to be uh, some genius, Talmud Hochem off on his own, working on some some Indian, then taking some lofty Indian and trying to bring it in onto the plate of a Talmud. Um, even a good Talmud. It's a struggle. The struggle is to find a way of um, informing the Talmud exactly what's going on. He elu gufa the nef shebam love and Shot. nef shebam has no trouble understanding these things. The idea of um, the Dvar Havaya, the union of a Nitzutz uh, uh, Elukus, uh, uh, the idea of Yeshma Ayin. Um, nef- Nefshel V'Kis has a very, very clear sense of this um, in a way of hafshata. What's hafshata? Hafshata means in a, it's in a way of abstraction. <clears throat> doesn't require much language. does not require to think in parable. does not require to uh, play with words or to think... Um, for exa- thinking examples. It understands it for what it is because the Nefsholikis itself is on that level of Kedusha, that level of holiness. And therefore, its perception and its, its um, attention to these in Yonim are, are natural. They, are, they don't require books. They don't require uh, explanation and exposition. It's, it's, that's what hafshata is. One of the, um, of course, there are various, various approaches to Lima Chesidus. My, my teacher, my, my dear Mashpian teacher, would always uh, emphasize the importance of hafshata. His, number one, his vainness to simply learn difficult maimaran and grasp al pi uh intellectually, concepts, well, they become maluvish and Seichel, and the Seichel, of course, is restrictive. The sechel is in Lushan, The Seichel is in <coughs> uh, 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 Um The idea is to somehow extract the essence of the Inyan, such that it does not require garments and words and explanations and Meshallim, but to somehow come in touch with the Inyan itself. That's what's called hafshat. It literally means undressing. One uh, reaches a point where one understands the Inyan thoroughly and well in the Levusha of Hasaga, the Levusha of Havana, and then at that point tries to, um, uh, abs- tries to abstract the Iker, the essence, from, from the garments. Of course, this works variably depending upon who one is. For my teacher, it was, that was something he could do. For me, it's very difficult, difficult for most of us. But it's an Inyan the nefshelukis operates on a level of hafshatah. It does not require, does not need explanation, garments, language, anything of those sorts. It lives with these things. It perceives them in an experiential way, which is really what hafshatah is all about. Well, that's great. It's not going to do any good for the nefshelukis. The nef has no idea of what, of what this is, has, is not capable of abstraction. The nefshelukis is an entity. The nefshelukis is the klipis neuge. And therefore, it is limited, it's restricted, it's uh, particularized, um, and the concept of abstraction is not something that is going to work. The Nefshah Abbas is not going to suddenly become uh, completely inundated with, a, with, with divinity and with a desire to, to, to perfect itself and to have leah, to ascend, to fulfill God's will, based on the way the Nefshah lakis thinks by itself. Because it's not shy of the Nefshah Nefesh The is an animal, after all, of sorts, Nefshavamus, can't relate to this kind of of, of gili, this kind of of, of uh, contemplation. b'alavusha <coughs> hasaga. What is required is for that nefshel to enclose its these concepts, these realities, in the garments of hasaga. Of, co- of comprehension, the way we understand comprehension uh and in uh, um, and in reasoning and in explanation in a way that is understandable to the natural normal intelligence of Abbasur Vidum, the Dinefamas of the Nev Okay? So now, the Nefshavamis will understand the Inyan because it's been put in terms that which it can't understand. Um, again, uh, this is a Chassidus. We often don't think, we often don't realize what our Rabbeim have done for us. We often, we should appreciate, we should have Our hearts should burn with gratitude and with joy. Look what they've done for us. They have taken Inyoni Elukus and they have put it in a lushan. This is Chassid chabad. They have put it in a lushan, in a systematic way, in a way which is accessible to Seichel. Inyonim which are far beyond Seichel. Inyonim which are transcendent. And our Rabbanim, our Rabbeim have found a method beginning with the Alter Rebbe, uh have found ways in which to bring into our consciousness and our awareness of course it requires our efforts as we have to think deep and long and hard about these things, but nonetheless it's presented us to us in a graspable way, that's what a Hasidic Chabad is it is the mind can there are edges that the mind can hang on to there, there, there are garments the mind can hang on to and then work to develop hafshah, shot, to develop deeper concepts of the union, but but this is absolutely remarkable. That this is a perfect example of how Elukus is able to be delivered to, and be able to related to, an That's who, who are we? When we're sitting here learning Samachvav. Who's learning Samachvav? Nefshelikis uh, is, but that's he's on his own level. Wherever he's learning, he's learning. This is a busser, Vedam. This is a person who pays taxes, goes to the dentist, uh, has to get get his oil changed. This is who? What is this? This person who goes to the dentist who pays taxes? What is he being given? What is he being shown? He's being shown divinity. That's stunning, absolutely stunning. Okay. All of this has to be given over in a way which is understandable to the Um oh, We'll leave it at that. To the point where the nefshabamis understands the union. What union? The union that the nefshel, the kiss, is, uh, is, is, is occupied with. Uh, except the derech Now the nefshavamis has some sense of that union because it's been maluvish in ways in which the nefshavamis. Oh, that's what he's thinking about. That's what he's talking about. Uh, and it settles mamish in him because it's now given garments that are suitable and, and applicable to him. He now understands. No, it's not something he written in a book and he just believes it. This is something he understands, how there is an aura of the highest eloquence in everything. He's been given to understand that he's learned Shariah Yechud Vamunah, uh, among, among other things. Well, again, we go back to Shariah Yechud Vamunah, people don't realize what a miraculous thing this is, that we have such a, that we have such a, a text. And he begins to understand through Havana Vahasagha, through Sehel Anushi, he begins to understand that, oh, you know, everything's Elokos. Doesn't matter what it looks like, doesn't matter the, the variance and the particularizations and the, the variety of all the endless types of creations and crea- creatures. There is one underlying reality, and that's Elokos, and he understands it. He, he has a grasp of it. Vajide Mespoil had Nefshob, and therefore the Nefshobam starts getting excited. What's it excited about? It's not excited about uh, power, fame, glory, money, food, entertainment. None of those things. That's all garments. That's all they are, if they're even that. He's excited, he he realizes he's living. He himself, his ordinary person that he is, is living with his creator. He has a connection with his creator. Where in everything? All he has to do is look for it. All he has to do is use that thing out for the reason for which it was created. He has become Nebavar through the education given him by the kiss and through his own efforts. And not only that, but all the objects which he comes in contact with now are used in such a way that their concealed sparks become a, a reality as well. of course he becomes excited. What about the Rats and course, About the will of divinity, which is the life and source of all things. The consequences to this man now, this behemoth, this, this Nef now understands something. If everything is Eloquus, what am I wasting time with the uh, wrappings for? Why am I occupied with the superficial appearance, with, with the superfluity? Why, how is it possible that there's a... a you know, it's like having a, a beautiful diamond wrapped in a, a magnificent gift box. And the person gets the gift box, he's all excited, what a beautiful box, what a beautiful ribbon, this is so, so nice, so whatever. There's a diamond in there. He's beginning to realize that. He's beginning to see that in all the objects and affairs of his daily life. There is the Ratson of Hashem, and he he not only loves it and he understands it and he wants it, but he can get it, he knows how to get it he through tartitsus and, and he understands he has some sense of what he 's doing here he has some sense of how how he 's living here he 's become a different person he's not that 's not the same to as it was before he, it's all this started Shahe tuffle Vituffle, Iker, Godel, gaudd <laughs> Eloqui Sha. All Everything else is toffle, is, is, is superfluity, um, with, res, uh, with respect to the main, the, the, the great purpose, all of it, which is the elukus which is within it, the rest of it is not worth a, not worth a blink. Simple as that. HaGashmiz uh, v'achum v'achum by itself, is worthless. At best, it's worthless. Shaheen, Tufel, the the Gabe, Eker, Godel, Hub, El Kush, So Yeah, I'm sorry. So that the uh, Tufel is only and Eker is Tak, the El which is in the every single being. On the, on the contrary, uh, it's worse than neutrality. It ultimately is associated with filth and, and vomit, uh, which, I mean, what can one say? The mushel is a very good marshal in a very real sense. One has this magnificent decorated cake which one eats. Well, it doesn't stay a magnificent decorated cake. A magnificent decorated cake with its nice smell and taste is only a lavush, only a, a superficial um, a garment for what's really in that cake. And that garment, we know what becomes of the garment. The reality becomes energy. And the energy becomes the source of the power of Tardin Mitzvahs and the life of the individual. Um... So this is the idea but the very important words here. Ask Asma, not the cake is worthless, God forbid. The cake is tr- a treasure. But but don't take the wrappings as the treasure. The treasure is the highest within the cake, the havai within the cake, which when you consume it becomes yours and you elevate it and you elevate yourself and the energy is used and turned in this There's no end to this. Uh, we're all familiar with it because we all do chitahs is, the man now realizes, you know, what I've got to pursue is the eloquence and everything. This is the, the word of Hashem. The, the man does not, eat, not does live by bread alone, but by all that comes out of the mouth of Hashem. This is the, the Dvar havai, which is the, the true source of all things. This is the Dvar havai in the food is really what the food is all about. From this, he receives um, receives chais. Uh, I think I think we'll end here uh, and we will continue uh, next week.